0: This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Guys. Welcome to Knife Talk. It's a podcast for knife makers, knife enthusiasts, and everybody else. You know what I'm saying? I'm Jeff Fader of Fader Knives. I'm here with Mareko Momasi, Momasi Fire Arts. Craig is taking it taking it out for uh, for a week or two, and uh, hopefully we'll have him back sooner rather than later. But with that said, Mareko Momasi, it was very good to see you a couple days ago, uh, weeks ago,
1: a couple weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it was great to see you at Maker Camp. How fun was that? It was great. You were kissing me a little too much, but it was cool.
0: Well, I don't think I'm all right I with I, that. I don't I don't know about that. But I mean, I definitely <laughs> I definitely had a very good time with you
1: and uh I that was uh I you seemed very relaxed. Uh yeah. I think it was it was less stressful than last year. Right. I think I might have said before. Uh, last year I was uh I think I overextended myself, right, basically, I built a knife from start to finish, yeah, <laughs> in three days, and so I didn't really get to do a lot i i you know in the evenings, I got to catch up and chat with a lot of people and have all those conversations, but you know the wife and kid were cruising around last year and doing all kinds of fun stuff, and I was just like. Hand, not hand standing, but like heat-treating a knife right. and assembling a handle. And I was just like, "Ah, oh, fuck, what was I thinking? I think so, the weather
0: probably helped you out, too. I mean, if you don't know, the weather was horrible. Actually, funny enough, I was talking to a restaurant friend of mine who a lot of their business, this the restaurant business, is outside in the summer. They hmm. said like a, uh, 11 out of 16 weekends it rained. And, and this one uh-huh. organization that I'm friends with, they said they lost uh 3 quarters of a million dollars oh, due to oh rainy weekends and yeah. you know what they would have gotten if they had if they had uh the summer was this summer's
1: bad but maker camp was ridiculously bad in terms of weather <laughs> I got lucky though i mean it- <sighs> I mean, I think maybe you got out of some, some things that you didn't want to do, but I almost got out of one of my things. But I, I, on that day, I was supposed to be doing a demonstration where I was talking about math and how I use it for my Damascus right. planning and billet assembly and stuff like that. But then uh, the rain got so bad in the field. So Maker Camp is just like on this giant field. Um, and on a hilly field. Yeah, kind of hilly. It's probably about the size of maybe, what, two or three soccer fields? Something like that. Yeah. It's pretty large space. And the whole fucking place was flooded, at least underneath, under, like, an inch and a half of water. And some were worse. Like, in the, in the forging tent, it was, at one point, it was, like, six inches deep. Um, and so they turned off the power, rightfully so, for safety purposes, uh, to especially a lot of the tents that are in the middle and experiencing a lot of the flooding. And that was right when I was supposed to be doing my demonstration. And so we rescheduled it, we pushed it to the end of the day, hopefully, hoping that we'd be able to make it happen. And uh, it was still flooding and power was still out. And so I ended up doing story time with everybody and so um the broadbeck guys which is where i was doing my all my demos they had a great setup this year with a like a 50 inch uh flat screen tv and matt stagmer brought like a little camera uh so that he could connect it to the computer and then you could actually see better what was going on on the grinder because watching somebody grind from over their shoulder is the worst right um <laughs> so and and when you're trying to present for a whole group of people uh that makes it even more challenging so the camera really played a great big part and so my plan uh, was to have a little notebook, do my drawings, but I would be under the camera, kind of like an old-school projector in a way, yeah. and it would be up on the screen. And so I would talk, I would do some drawings, everybody's going to be able to see fine, we could hear fine, all that. No power. So we right. ended up doing story time with that tiny little notebook. Just a tiny-ass little yeah. notebook. <laughs> and... um and so I would draw and write something and talk a little bit, and then I'd hold it up for everybody. Everybody can see it. Can mm. you see it over there? Yeah, good. All right, everybody got a look. People right, good. To make do. Right. You to make do. Yeah, yeah. No, it was fun. It was funny. Everybody had a good laugh, and we made it fun. But um, yeah, Maker Camp was a lot more fun this year. I came prepared for like for my grinding demo. I had one blade that was heat treated and ready to grind, and I didn't have to do anything to it. And then for my handle sculpting demo. I had a knife, a separate knife that already had a handle on it. So all I had to do was sculpt it. Yeah. Uh, and that's that the definitely move. made things a lot easier. You got to um, do that. Yeah. Like I said, last year I just way overextended myself. So uh, it was better to do it that route this year. Um, but I think something I'm going to change for next year is just do one thing multiple times because I had people come over. Yeah. Uh, a lot, uh, several times actually, and be like, "Oh, are you going to do that demonstration again?" This that, or the other thing, whatever it was, and I was like, "Oh, sorry, that was just a one time, yeah, one shot deal." And um, so it makes sense because honestly, all the other demonstrators from the different booths um, are basically doing one thing, and they're just doing it repeatedly over the days, and so that honestly makes the most sense, and and I think will help free me up for getting to see cruise around and see a lot more stuff right. too. Yeah, but it was good. It was fun. We got I got to you know hang out and like watch the kid do uh like the leather working and we went and watched uh a bowyer and making like cutting down wood and making a bow out of it. Hmm. Um you know of, of course we came over and saw the uh the forging tent. Um we hung out in total boat with uh Keith. Um Oh, gosh. There's a lot of Keiths. There's Keith. There's a lot of Keiths. There's there's Keith Decent. There's Keith Johnson.
0: There's Keith uh, Shipwright Skills, our boy, uh, Keith Mitchell. Yeah. They're all total boaters. Keith Mitchell.
1: Yeah. And so they're all total boaters total boaters uh yeah so that was fun the kid did the regatta it was a good time it was a lot more family friendly for me this year because i actually got to spend some time doing some stuff with the family my wife got to do more stuff that she wanted to actually do rather than kind of chasing the kid around to whatever he wanted to do um so that was fun
0: i gotta say you were (laughs) very i was very glad to see you because you were completely relaxed and for us for me and the the boys uh for the for the makeup for the modern forge guys i mean we we start i mean i'm gonna say it we started it they we were the ones who were (laughs) it's true
1: it's all your fault. it's true
0: because we did the we (laughs) jimmy saw us at maker fair years ago and wanted to do it and then they brought us in so we got to just like i just got to forge which was great and it was fun seeing it was really fun seeing you The water came into the tent, and it was literally there was definitely like a slick of water. I have some pictures of uh, of of Cliff sitting on the anvil, and the water. It's like it's it's some pictures
1: that you doing the same thing. It was the water is the water
0: water is like an inch (laughs) above the base. The I mean you all you see it's like this sticking out of a river. It was amazing. But the best part was everyone had a really good attitude, and like no one was freaking out, and everyone was cool, and it was everyone was making do. And Austin and his guys over at Maker Camp were hauling ass with like you know with shovels and trying to hay right. and f- put out fires. I mean not literal fires, but figured fires. And we had a great time. We had a great time, and you know I tell you one thing which was really so, cool, yeah. and I don't, I'm sure you got the same thing. Is there was a number of uh, Knife Talk listeners and you know podcast listeners who. Who came up to me to tell me how important uh what we do is and how yeah. we got through got them through difficult times and telling dick jokes and giving information and how helpful we've been so it was i was very uh it was very uh it was very nice hearing all the nice things that people said uh about this podcast and the other podcasts we're all doing
1: yeah no it was, it was i definitely got a few of those and yeah. uh it, it's very reassuring and um uh, yeah, just the feedback really helps to, to helped me especially feel like oh, uh, like I'm on the right path or I'm doing the right thing. Um, you know, I don't need everybody's approval on everything, but I am. I do have a tendency to seek approval. But you know, part of what we do, a big part of what we do, is to engage the audience and help try to actually be helpful, whether it's literally with the knife stuff or just helping keep people company yeah. during the day. So. Uh, or on their commutes or whatever. So yeah, lots of positive feedback. Yeah. And we Um, have
0: some feedback in the feedback so we can hear that. Listen, We got a lot to get
1: to. We had a lot to get to. Did you see Austin's one guy? So Austin, it's his family that owns the Blackthorn Resort. And, uh, they have one guy there that works for them. Who's like, uh, sometimes he does security oh the cowboy uh, the cow dude that motherfucker what is he like six foot eight that my man was enormous my man was was sitting on a picnic table like it was a regular bench he was giant. This
0: dude, this dude was like, yeah, he was probably six five or six six. I was talking to somebody, they're like, yeah, he's a little taller than Nick nick J. And I was just like, oh Jesus! And he had a beard, <laughs> and he tall. had like a cowboy hat on, and he had a yeah. duster, and you know, he's the guy yeah. that like you know puts your hands on you. you. You you don't want no smoke, you know what I'm saying? Oh and God. the funniest part was we were just looking at him, we're just like, God, this guy is gonna be a guy be a problem for anybody. And then yeah. all of a sudden he's was just like he's like look he's going the duster he's got he's this a real man here he's a real cowboy and next thing you know he pulls out a vape and we're just like oh, maybe it's you know we, we went with we went with went from like you don't want this smoke to you don't want this <laughs> strawberry daiquiri vape you know <laughs> he was a good dude man they worked our asses off the guys at the Blackthorn yeah he he deserves a few luxuries a hundred percent you know you know who I saw who had a great time who had an awesome was just such a great guy is us. I bet I can guess
1: who noah
0: yeah him too we talked about him but i was okay. going to talk about spence from even heat uh, oh, yeah. spence was great he was having a he's just such a great guy and that whole family is terrific and i cannot say enough nice things about uh yeah. even heat which are as a sponsor of this program they are the manufacturer of the finest heat treat ovens available get your get yourself of even heat go check out what's going on if you go to evenheat-kiln.com and check out all everything they have but i tell you what it is hard to beat Spence and this fan. I've never seen him anything other than smiling. He loves it at Maker Camp. Yeah, he, dude. he was He's awesome. was happy. He was awesome. He's a great. guy. Well,
1: how was your last week? Last week was good. Uh, got you know. Uh, so right after Maker Camp, I did a private lesson, and I was supposed to teach another class the weekend after Maker Camp. And I had already taught not only at Maker Camp, but I had a class the week before Maker Camp, right. and so. Uh I'm very thankful that after the private lesson I was headed home because I was pretty worn out mentally Teaching's and tough. physically. Yeah. Teaching's it tough. T- t- takes up a lot of mental space that I don't usually have extra to afford to other people. But it's not so, just
0: that. It's the physicality and it's like you have to be you have to be on. It's different yeah. than just working. You're like you have to be on at a completely different level. I just had uh, I just had Nick Anderson from Nanda Knives on a full blast. Oh, yeah. It's going to be on either this week or next week, and he's teaching classes. And we were talking, and I had Nick Rossi on before. And we were just talking about the 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 bandwidth and all the energy it takes to teach these classes, and it's not easy.
1: It's totally not easy. So yeah, because when I'm in the shop working by myself, I can kind of just check out. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. But when you're teaching, like yeah, you're. Th- thinking very deliberately and trying to figure out how to articulate or demonstrate things in a meaningful way so that the information is translated across to another person right without picking your ass or
0: sticking your finger up your nose or doing all the things that you do that no one knows you're doing when you're doing them i know i know all about it touching your crotch you don't want to do that when you're teaching
1: you know but yeah so uh i was glad to be home uh and i just been i just got back into the shop and started working again um i got a knife i'm working on to get out to the newsletter uh it was actually the knife i did the handle demonstration on which was part of the reason i brought that one i was like this is great i'll bring this knife it's already finished ground i just gotta scope the handle right and then uh so so when i got home i started working on that to finish that up and get it out Uh, That'll probably end up happening next week. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, I had a really great conversation. Uh, Another highlight from Maker Camp was seeing Brian House and, and getting to actually spend some time talking to him. Had a couple of really solid conversations with him for, you know, 30, 40 minutes just standing there chatting away good and dude his his wife yeah he's a great dude his wife is an angel just letting him do his thing um and so it, it was it was really good to connect with him but i think there might be there might be some cool things uh coming out of this connection between me and brian i'm excited about it. we just got on the i just saw, talked to him yesterday on the phone to kind of follow up from maker camp about some things we talked about and uh, i think there's some good stuff gonna be in the works. Uh, and what is it? Oh, I think the other thing is I just I just lined up Lynn Ray for my next Artisans of Steel podcast nice. for my, my Patreon. Um, that'll be out publicly in a couple months, but it'll be available uh, on the Patreon When are you recording? I'm recording on Monday. Um, this is an unsolicited advice.
0: Listen it. to my podcast with him so you don't fall into it. Because these, these guys, they say the same things over and over.
1: Sure. Yeah. That's fair. Just I, get them. I know. I've been there. I've done that. I've 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 done that. It's and it's good that you've had these conversations because it does help me to kind of cut straight to the kind of like the nitty gritty of some of the the other stuff I want to get to. Um, and so yeah, I'm excited to chat with him, and that'll be on Monday. Um, so Patreon people, if you're listening, you can uh, you can. Oh shit! I guess they they'll be catching this on Monday. It's gonna be possibly too late already. Don't Anyways, worry about that. You can they watch all it already live. know. Uh, and then, God, yeah, it's just I, 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 not. I'm kind of staying put for a few weeks before um, November. I'm traveling again just for a fun little weekend thing uh, in in November. And Where are you going? That's it. I'm going to Minneapolis. Whoa the The company that I did the the apron with, actually that apron, the the BAMF apron, yeah. is is still out and available for people who are interested. Um, if you go to my Instagram, um, in in the link in the bio, you can check out the apron. Mm-hmm. And uh, but lots of people have gotten it; they love it. Um, and uh, anyways, that company does a fundraising gala to help support chefs, uh, especially around mental health, um, but also at, you know in COVID. Times you know a lot of businesses took major hits um, and just just in their general like income and stuff so it, it also works to help support people in that way uh, financially and businesses and uh, it's cool so we've been I've been invited to come out and kind of be a, a person at their thing that's just kind of like a guest there nice uh, so it'll be fun to go so the wife's going with me we got we got the kid all lined up with grandparents nice we're gonna have a few days oh shit this is the first time we've ever done this gotta go to paisley park paisley park well yeah i don't know how uh i don't know how much extra time we're gonna have oh all right because it's it's literally like we fly in friday and then the thing's saturday and then uh we fly out sunday evening all right well you're gonna have a nice weekend then huh it'll be fun i think it'll be good
0: That'll be good. That'll be oh, good. Um, I, I, uh, this, I, after Maker Camp, we had... We've been working on this project that I talked about last week. It was a nice big order. And it was with this corporate entity. And we were on net 30 payment. So we basically That's just pretty. kept, oh. in terms of making this it, deadline. They delay it a
1: month, Yeah. Right?
0: So in, in order to it. get this deadline, I, I really wanted to start it early. So we would get, we got wine barrel oak, and we soaked it for, we, we dried it out, and we soaked it for a long time, and I spent as much time possible yeah. uh, stabilizing it. And then we started working on it, and we just, all of a sudden, we're just like, Every day I'm getting a message, did you, did you guys get the check yet. I was getting a message from uh, Allison. She goes, Did you get the check yet? I'm like, No. I'm like, I'll probably come tomorrow. We finished the knives. <laughs> we got a nickel. And oh, wow. I send it up. Nice work. Well, I mean, we I I don't wanna I don't wanna spoil, you know, the holiday season with like this, you know, get gunked up with this big order. Yeah. And uh, so we sent uh sent the progress report with a gentle, you know, nudge. Maybe you could go down the billing and, you know, talk talk to somebody about and the check arrived last night. So I was very happy. Well, the par- partial. So we were able to uh, partial. Like, well, oh. I mean, you know, do it all, you know. So we ne- when we found out there were n- ah, who cares. But it's but it's very everything's very good. And um, we're hauling ass on uh, some new stuff these little skeletonized knives are doing a lot of are doing really good and i'm and i'm just contemplating whether or not i should i did really well with those friction folders and i might have some available for christmas i'm 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 kind of loath to sell them only just because i just don't want to get you know martha from tennessee to saying why, why are they loosening up you know these forged little <laughs> friction folders but at the same time it's just like i love doing them But
1: uh, yeah, it was pretty slick. I was, I was, it was cool to see one in person. I mean, I think you had them last year, but I didn't touch any of that stuff.
0: I saw, you know, what's funny about you? And I appreciate, I appreciate you. I'll tell you why I appreciate you. You know that I don't touch. I was doing something and I saw you reaching around and I saw you grab when I was just like, He's the only one I'm gonna let do that, no problem. <laughs> I saw you reaching around and sticking your grubs in there and grabbing, them. I'm like, I'm honored, I'm honored. I'm uh, my honored. hands were clean, I looked I know. I know, I know, I and know, I know all the it, dirt but off. I, I was just like, If somebody's gonna reach around and I mean not no fun no pun intended, somebody's gonna yeah, give sure. me your reach around, might as well be you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yep. uh with that said, uh I just let's just it's been a great week. Uh, you know, obviously there's a lot going on in the world, we're gonna have to talk about any of that. We're going to try to tell a few jokes or something. Yet. But one thing I do want to say is uh, we didn't have an episode last week. And part of it is because Craig is going through a... He's fine. His media family's fine. But he's kind of going through something. And uh, we, I made the executive decision to just say, I don't want you to worry about editing. I don't want you to worry about anything. Let's just have a week off and be with your family. Everything's fine. He's going to be fine. But uh, we're, we're taking a week off. Uh, we took a week off last week. So with that yeah. said... There you are. And with that said, I must thank our sponsors, Combat Abrasives. They are awesome. I just ordered some Combat Abrasives today, and I used the promo code KNIFETALK15 to peel 15% off everything on that order from combatabrasives.com. And let me tell you something. When you plug in Knife Talk 15 and you see all that money, all that savings peeled back, all of a sudden you're thinking to yourself, that is a lot of money. That is a lot of money. You do save a lot of money. So go to com and check it out, okay? Mm-hmm. So we got a lot to get to. We have questions. We have listener feedback. Um, and we could talk about whatever you want. We could talk more. more. Uh, it was really awesome, A, to see Noah Vashon. I cannot say enough good things about that guy. It was an awesome pleasure. He came down be. with uh, with Lawrence from Maritime Knife Supply. Yeah. Goddamn. Noah is as nice as he's going to get. Nice as he's going to yeah. get. So... Yeah. Cannot say enough nice things. It was nice to finally meet. Had some great conversations with. Ah, oh, what a guy! I mean, what yeah. a guy! There was a lot of people there that uh, that it was really neat to meet, um, and uh, it was fun. I had a nice beer with you. We drank a Heineken. It was nice.
1: We did. We did, and it was good. I, I grabbed it. you. Usually, I said, "Let's usually, go have a beer." We grabbed a Heineken it and I was I
0: was into it. Yeah. No, that was great. All right, so you want to hit the first question?
1: yeah first one is from bill debbie pendleton mm. where's the last ep- latest episode bill i just fucking told you bill bill debbie
0: bill debbie bill debbie peace and love peace and love you are straight to the point <laughs> the, the all it says is where's the latest episode click refresh just click refresh a hundred times okay and then it'll show up jeez okay no. just explain will- it bill debbie
1: I'll be amazed if you've listened to all of them, Bill and Debbie, and we have a no. Uh, we have a great from now archive. on. It's Bill you Debbie. Can go back and listen. It's Bill Sorry. Debbie. Bill, Bill Debbie, Debbie.
0: I explained where we were last week. Just I'm with you. You're you're you know, but you're brusque. You know you you need a little. You try a little tenderness. You know what I'm saying? You know, try a little tenderness, Bill Debbie. <laughs> Uh, next question comes from CN knives hey guys I have a question I may be a total jackass but I was recently hand sanding a composite material handle and uh, as I jumped from 800 to 1200 it actually looked like the handle material started to dull a little bit and has less of a shine than 800 which seems like the opposite of what should happen I'm assuming I assume going to a higher grit would increase the shine but maybe I'm just seeing things or it's a specific material can anyone explain p.s. jeff and Mareko, great meeting you both at maker camp cheers Cia knives. Yeah. thank you for the t-shirt my brother you're a good dude so do you have any suggestions oh he didn't give you a t-shirt
1: no oh, shit. what the fuck no we're not shit. answering this question oh, next question Shit! oh <laughs> shit shots fired knives.
0: Uh
1: why would that he's happen from, he's um, from dollar? pennsylvania right
0: yeah, the He's PA, the the PA the crew are strong. Hey, PS. Yeah, shout out to the PA strong. crew. The Phillies are fucking kicking major ass. It was good to see Butch. It was great to see Steve Pellegrino, as always. It was great mm-hmm. to see Marlboro. That got Jesse Killing. That guy kills me. And Philly Knife Co. Philly Knife Co. was there too. The whole PA yeah. squad and CN Knives. Yeah. So, do you know why going from
1: 800 to 1200 would make the handle duller on a composite I, handle material? Right. Yeah, I I don't know. Actually, I don't do a lot of work with composite. I know I have friends. Um, John Doyle is one guy who I've seen done a, do a really excellent job with composites, um, whether it's G10 or Micarta, uh, or Micarta, sorry. And um, it, but he's taken it up to like a really high finish, um, but it ends up uh, super glossed out. It looks like like a like a buffalo horn, right, or something like that. And all I can think. Is that potentially it's just schmutz on it? It just needs to be clean or clean somehow after you do the sanding. You got to trust that it's doing the sanding and the cleanup work. I, I will say that um, because 1200 is so much finer than 800, I mean, in, in re- relationship to each other, if you're looking at the 800 under a microscope, you will see the scratches, you'll see ridges and valleys, and it could be potentially that those ridges and valleys at that fine grit of 800 are then being filled with dust from the 1200. So it has the appearance of being dulled or muddled or whatever you want to call it. Um, and When realities, you, you, you gotta keep going until you get it all the way down to where it's only 1200 grit scratches, and then by the time you get there, it might even still look Maybe a little bit dull. Again, I don't have a lot of That's experience. That's a good with answer. Um, but once you follow that with some uh, with some buffing or with some sort of uh, some way of cleaning it up, um, that should that should clean up pretty nice. It it's, has. To, I mean, it, it would make sense that it would. Especially if you're it.
0: going in the same direction. If you're going in yeah. the same direction all the time, you're just kind of you know maybe you're not. I don't know. That's a good enough answer, I think. That's a good enough answer. Uh, speaking of the PA crew, Philly Knife Co is back. Uh, he says, "Hey fellas, great meeting Jeff from Recco Maker Camp. Even if it was a flooded shit mess, it wasn't. It was. It was fun. It, I, I actually had a good time. We had a good time. I, you know, my boots. Thank God for my boots." Uh, and uh, I was in pretty decent shape. Dilemma. Yeah. Here's a dilemma. A guy hits me up looking for 15 knives as gifts to his clients. It's cool, but he wants them shipped to Malta and billed in increments on a credit card. Sends oh, nope. his sends his contact at an internet he sends his quote contact at an international shipping company and says they handle all his shipping needs is it just me or does this smell like a Philly dumpster in the summer Nathan aka Willie Fisterbush.
1: <laughs> um I mean where the fuck is my- Malta Malta's over in the Mediterranean I believe I mean it's one of like the the islands off of Greece it doesn't seem. I mean, I've had weird people do weird things. I mean, that doesn't. Sure. Well, and I think I don't think it's unreasonable for somebody to want to make a payment in increments. But I wouldn't sing a sell or send a damn thing until the, all those payments are completed and they actually all go through. Right. I don't send a damn thing until I have full payment.
0: Yeah yeah that's weird that they're an in increment that would be the only thing that's weird is increments on a credit card is weird because it's like increments like because that's that's how these scammers do their thing where it's you know like they'll do you like 250 i once got my i, I got a call and gift
1: cards like i'll pay you in gift cards
0: well that the, funnier than that is i remember 15 years ago i had a call from the credit card company we're, we're wondering about this charge to um a boston market which is a chicken you know to kind of like thanksgiving place i guess in it's, california it's one of the top restaurants in california in boston States. markets i mean it's like if you want thanksgiving dinner every day this <laughs> is the place to go it's like shitty thanksgiving too it's like it's thanksgiving really at like a fucking it's like a fucking hospital thanksgiving
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah yeah oh my god that's exactly <laughs> it. i mean literally i mean it's like
0: i mean i mean they, i mean it is one step lower i mean they might as well be serving the prisoners at a prison you know this food sucks yeah. so the woman says I got a charge on your card from a Boston market in California for 250 bucks. And I said, well, I'm not in California. And I didn't, I, my wife and I didn't buy any, you know, Boston market, but that's, they go, they go these little bursts every so often, you know,
1: just to right. make sure someone doesn't notice it. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, don't send anything that, you know, it could be completely legit, but don't send anything until you are completely paid.
0: Yeah. And the other thing is, is like, The other thing is, is, like, dealing with, like, a third party that's going to take care of the shipping. I mean, if it's easy, I mean, I can, you know what? You're from Philly. You're supposed to be guarded. You know, that's good. Being guarded is good in this situation. (laughs) But a 15 knives is not a bad, you know, that's a nice little chunk of change. I would just do a little bit more, like, research. You know, yeah. do a little bit more research and then ask some questions and, you know, like Mareko said, you know, get all the payment first and make sure everything's,
1: you know, kosher
0: and make yeah, it I mean, easy on yourself.
1: Yeah. And if you're worried this is a scam, uh, it, I, I'm sure this, it, if this is a scam and this is a thing people do, then th- they use this model for all kinds of stuff. And so whether it's knives or it could be fucking sh- sugar pumpkins or whatever, um, They could be, this is a model, if this is a scam, this is a model that is replicated with various products. And so you might look around to see if you can find um, similar scams.
0: But I would also wonder because like that number, the number 15 isn't really, It's not crazy. I mean, it's just like, it's not, I mean, if you're like a scammer you got a credit card and you you got money to, you know, you need to like move that number fast and he if uh, the guy also knows that it's a it's a maybe he i'm assuming the philly knife co doesn't have the knives ready to go so if he especially if he knows that's what you do you tell him it's going to take a few weeks to make the knives right let me let me make sure i'm reading this correctly uh he uh he hits me up looking for 15 knives as gifts you tell him you gotta you know it's gonna be six weeks out then they already process the first card and then you know maybe that'll kind of fl- if it flakes out you know what i'm saying like you, yeah. you get all that time to spend it maybe if it's if it's yeah you better ship them next week that might be a different ball game but if you got like a little lead time on them take this fucking take this motherfucker's money you know
1: yeah
0: don't still <laughs> guys don't everything's not a scam i mean there are people out no, there yeah and, for sure you know you never know just you know, do your thing the way you do it and get
1: some some get yourself some fucking money, dude. Yeah.
0: Next one's get, from get you. Get it
1: all in email too.
0: I mean not that that I mean not I mean especially You're the guys from Malta don't make a, don't make a, <laughs> any difference taken to
1: the international court.
0: Yeah, the bullshit court. They're going to be the out, <laughs> your
1: outbook court. Uh, I mean international people's court.
0: Yeah, it's the the weird part is it's like a increments on a credit card is weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you think that would be something that you can just... Maybe, so just tell them to send you a a, track, a check. Yeah. Ugh, forget it. You've done enough. All right. You're, All right. Bingo.
0: This, next, hit, hit this bingo. next
1: one is from uh, Bingo, also known as Brigham Kendall. Uh, the spirit of Halloween... Uh, sorry, in the spirit of Halloween, what is the scariest thing that happened to you in the shop? Uh, one time I was about to put my dust mask on, and luckily I inspected it because under the lip was a black widow. Holy shit! I hate spiders, and you better believe I chucked that mask <laughs> across the shop, got my MAP gas torch, and took care of that spider and the mask, maybe some other stuff. So, yeah, scariest thing. That would have been a pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, get yourself get Start yourself your some of that. Few bites you don't want the them spiders sucking
0: that. on that lip there, bingo. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they had black widows in Utah. (laughs) And Utah, what? Utah, Utah. I wanted this. We, my wife and I, my wife and I went to this college, and this guy walked to us, and we're talking about different states we've been to. He's like, "Have you ever been to Utah?" So (laughs) Utah. It's like you mean Utah? He's like, "Yeah, Utah." They call it Utah. So get yourself one of them black widow spiders. Those Utah black widow spiders sucking on your lip. Yeah, what scary things have happened to
1: you? Um, I, sure. I have a, a quick uh, piece of unsolicited advice is to use isopropyl alcohol every once in a while to just wipe and clean out your mask because uh, the oils will break down the, that rubber and all the like, the different materials in there. And just goes to crap but the isopropyl alcohol will help to keep those oils off and keep that stuff cleaner longer and it's a great chance to inspect your mask and make sure there isn't anything in there that you do huff it afterwards and <laughs> it, <doesn't laughs> I
0: mean, it evaporates pretty quick i but... mean you just do it fast and you get yourself yeah, just <gasps> yeah i think seeing you know he's yeah. like i have a scary halloween experience i was looking for this spider and i fucking i fucking roofied myself with the fucking <laughs> mask because Morocco said do you suck on that Isopropyl alcohol. Yeah. You have any scary things happening in the shop?
1: Ooh, let's see. I think the scariest thing has been getting knives ripped out of my hands while I'm using the buffing machine. Yeah. That's bad. That's happened a couple times. Uh both knives went to the floor and amazingly, nothing happened to me and virtually nothing happened to the knife. I actually don't understand how that happened but i was very thankful for it uh but yeah if you things can go sideways pretty fucking quick when a buffer catches a knife oh the scariest thing that ever happened to me in any shop
0: was in college my uh my roommate and a studio mate miles was uh was working on this uh, he had spent some time in Indonesia, and he was doing this Indonesian wood carving. And he had this big piece of wood, and he was going to make a bispole. a bispole. pole. That's a that's what them uh, that's what them um, those guys from Papua New Guinea make. They uh, well, these ancestral poles. He was working on, it and he had a right angle grinder with a chainsaw wheel on it. They had the oh chainsaw. I actually thought about getting one recently. and working on some sculpture, and I changed you did my some mind. Wood I remember, I remember. I'll, we'll talk about that in the next show, and. Uh, I guess, you know, them things are I mean, that thing whoever came up with the chainsaw wheel for a right angle grinder, they ought to go to jail. I mean, they literally <laughs> Like it's they're,
1: horrifying. It's so scary. They're
0: the ter- they're terrifying. And then you know you can get them with an actual chain, or you can get them like solid. And all I can think of is that chain come, pops off and flies. Oh, Everyone's man. dead. I mean, with a chainsaw, you know, it goes into the machine and the chain can't really come off and go flying. But on running a grinder, that thing is like you know ninja stars, you know. <laughs> and I remember he all of a sudden I'm I'm working away and I hear the you know, and then all of a sudden it stops and I hear a whirling. And I hear, I hear, fades, fades, and I turn around. He hit a knot; it slipped out of his hands, and it hit his pants by his crotch. And thank God he had a zipper on, because it caught on the metal zipper and and like alligatored on his zipper and and tied up, tied up on the zipper on his pants. He's standing there; he's got blood streaming down of his out of his hand. He's got this fucking whirling, this whirling right angle grinder tied to his dick and i had to unplug it and i like fucking cut him loose and luckily he didn't get his dick cut off which is shocking because usually don't wear he used to wear pants without zippers so he was sweatpants all the time he didn't oh get his god. dick cut off thank god for the zipper and then he cut all the tendons in his hand and i had to i had to bring him to the emergency room that was about his and i we watched him uh, I, I don't know why i watched but i watched them put his the tendons in his hands back together which was pretty wild Jeez. But so, uh, that was the worst thing. That was the worst thing I ever. That's the worst I thing I ever saw.
1: I had another time. I just remember and that was kind of sketch, and it wasn't in my my own shop. It was when I was first starting out, and um, suddenly the sprinklers in the shop. And this was like a one of those giant old warehouses that have been cut up into several studios. Uh, and so the sprinkler got set off, and and so we we're trying to move some of the equipment out from underneath. There's like this covered area, uh, where like the sprinkler is shooting straight down onto the grinders right. and other equipment. Oh, right. And so we we're pulling them out, and I'm I'm dragging this anvil out of the way. And it's not a giant anvil. It's probably only maybe a, a 120 or 150. Um, <clears throat> but I slip, I trip actually over one of the seams in the concrete pad. And I fall backwards, and the anvil falls towards me, and the horn hits like uh, right along my left f- flank, and the horn goes into the concrete, and then I just kind of like I'm able to push the, an- the anvil off because it's on a-, a wooden post. Right, it stayed it was like stayed in t- altogether. But I was like, holy fuck! I almost got impaled by <laughs> the almost- an anvil. I almost I almost went out like Wiley e. Coyote. Oh my god! You almost got right in the dick. No, it would have gone right into my gut. It would have gone right through my lungs. Jesus! Scary. Yeah, it would have been. An, it would have been a rough one.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That scares me. All that slow, <laughs> the slow falling of things is like when uh, Will Stelter dropped that, dropped his power hammer. Oh, that <laughs> slow. That slow. Yeah destruction is that's scary but you know what i would do if i needed to uh get an anvil if i was in canada i would probably i, th- I think i go see a lawrence lake i bet he's got an anvil he's got something they if you do. go to maritime knife supply it's your one-stop shop for knife makers steel belts abrasives handle materials tools tongs forges kilns he's the ca- canadian distributor for combat abrasives canadian distributor for Broadback ironworks canadian distributor for for combat abrasives just said that you got rhino you got rhino <laughs> stick he's got whatever he you need to get socks or resupplied he's got steel. he's got it all he's a good guy and he's a knife maker so he knows what he's talking about go to MaritimeKnifeSupply.com stop playing around guys got playing around he came down to maker camp he gave me a, a tongue lashing because I made a joke that he was going to be brown bagging it down at maker camp. He wasn't brown bagging it. He did it. he <laughs> gave people little gifts and stuff like that. He's a good dude. He's, He's a very generous. Gamer. He gave me some uh hex uh, 1080 material which was really oh, yeah, cool for integrals and stuff. Yep. And uh great guy. So check out combat abrasives. Check out dot com. and uh, if you get um
1: the ten pack of abrasive belts you get ten percent off. Yeah. So he just got a massive load of steel in.
0: Yeah, he don't fuck around.
1: No, he's doing that
0: it. should be his that should be his uh, slug line. Maritime <laughs> knife maritime knife supplies. He don't fuck around. <laughs> Do you have any he, other scary things for old bingo? Oh, no snakes don't. in your shop or anything like that?
1: I don't. I would be curious though. I mean, the next episode will be recorded before the end of the month. Should we tr- throw that out to the audience? See if anybody's got any uh, scary moments. Yes, yeah, send in your scary. Send in Bingo's scary moments. We're gonna call it Bingo's <laughs> scary moments.
0: Bingo Kendall, <laughs> if you can beat if you can beat a a spider sucking on his bottom lip, then you win and you you know what you win? Zero. You're nothing. <laughs> uh, next thing is from our friend Rainy Day Ford, just Justin. Justin's a good guy. He says he got a couple questions. He's this is what's called hawking me in China. It means he's asking for a lot. So, question number <laughs> 1 is how do you balance quality and speed of work? Or maybe a better question, how do you increase efficiency and decrease time wasting? And to go deeper, How do you decide what to become more efficient at? I mean, this is like a three. So basically, he's saying, how do you become more efficient? What do you, how do you, and how do you do it? Basically, he's saying, how do you become more efficient and where should you be doing going?
1: Yeah. What do you think? I think, I think it's reps. I mean, ultimately, like, reps really help um, to get more efficient at anything. Yeah. um, Whether it's knife making or other practices. Um, And. Honestly, like every once in a while, you you do not necessarily because the first question is like, how do you balance quality and speed of work? Um, I, I think it comes down to the design, and sometimes you have to make design calls that help speed up the uh, the production. But at the same time, you should you sh- I, I would hope that you're because you're doing all the work by hand. I should I would hope that you're still trying to uh i guess execute quality at, at at the level that is expected of a right. handmade thing um but every once like you have to make calls like when i did my and i'm sure you like you just did this massive batch of knives like you got to make calls here and there and you negotiate that with people about what what is going to work and what's not going to work or like i did my um my smith and bard run like i had to make calls on what i what I was actually able to do. If I'm trying to stay within a certain price point, then how do I do the work that I need to do to make it a quality tool that looks nice, but still fit in that price tag. Right. Um, and so there's kind of like, I guess some working backwards uh, when it comes to some of those, the making those choices, um, how do you increase efficiency? um, yeah, I don't know what I mean you're pretty efficient I would say well what do you think about
0: efficiency? this is this I had uh, Nick Rossi on, and we were talking about like you know, he he teaches all the time so he's yeah. got a very limited amount and then he does all these artist markets like he, Nick Rossi fucking works his ass off mm-hmm. and I say to him how do you become more efficient in your shop and you're all over the place he teaches like ten times a year which is takes a lot out of you and then he's in a yeah. shop he's not in a shop enough and he says sometimes it gets crazy he says but when it gets crazy you have to learn you learn to get better and it's mm-hmm. and this is something that a lot of you know artisan style if you're an artisan and you think of yourself as an artisan and you have this you 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 sometimes people get into the mindset that it's like i don't need i've the talent is there the product is there i need to be coddled a little bit you need to be beaten up a hair and sometimes a deadline is good. Sometimes pushing yourself hard is good. And you know, the more you do, the faster you are, the faster you are. What is it? Slow is fast and fast. Ah oh, fuck that expression. I, I never under I never understand it. And it's I understand, but it's yeah. all you you said the right thing. It's all reps. And there are so many people who say, like, I don't like to do batches because you know it's not fun and if it's not fun I don't want to do it I've heard that shit all the time and I'm just like well then don't ask me how to get better because that's how you get better if you can like yeah. show and that should be the that should be the litmus test for how much you enjoy it because it's just like I have I have some a degree of organization And I have this like ability to, I can do 20 knives and they're all going to look the same and they're all going to, they're not going to be any lunkers in there. We did a couple extra in this process and now I have a couple extra because, and they're all perfectly good. They're no, they're no duds. You know, you do one extra just in case, put this motherfucker on the website. You know, it's like, you know, it's all about repetition and something that we, you and I always say is experience is underrated. Experience mm-hmm. is underrated, and I have a lot to talk to other makers about in regards to that. I got some phone calls I got to make because I think that there's this, you know, experience is underrated, and there's a, this mindset that you're going to get better and faster and more efficient and more successful through osmosis. It takes a long time. It takes a long time, and yeah. that's just you have to accept it. You have to accept that everything takes a long time.
1: Yeah, experience underrated yeah and honestly i really credit my time working for bob kramer um for my ability to um be uh as good at using a machine for sculpting handles especially highly contoured handles as well as as efficient in doing that you know i can draw drag it out till it takes you know a couple hours to sculpt a handle or i can whip it out in 45 minutes hey yeah. Uh... For for a highly efficient or a highly contoured handle, um, I think or, organization organization is a big part of efficiency and and the whole time wastage portion of the question is you know if you're not if you're not taking the time or standing around being like oh shit what am I supposed to be doing next because you have a list that tells you exactly what you're supposed to be doing next and the step after that and the step after that then you're you're not even wasting time thinking about it. You don't even have to think about it. You you can make that list the night before when you're getting ready, like you know, after dinner, after the kids got in the bed, you're just lounging, and just think a little bit. Just take 15 minutes, think about what you got to do the next day, and just write that shit down. So the next day you don't have to fucking think about it. You just go in and get to work. That's called. I have a
0: friend. His name is Tyler Minton, and he he's his he used to be a UFC fighter, and his his name was uh, Melee Mint Melee Mint. I think he was on the whatever one of them shows. I and he became call him melee mittens me, no melee minton not melee mittens I wish his name was mittens if mittens would be so I would have been such a better fucking walkout name if you were <laughs> Tyler mittens minton now was so that'd be so funny he's a great guy awesome dude he's now a nutritionist and he he is in re, respond he does respond um he gets hired to do the weight cutting for mm. these fighters like right. he he wake he does the, he's in charge of the weight cut for all these fighters before they he do them all he got he's got oh wow. he did it with uh uh daniel cormier and and uh wonder boy john wonder boy johnson wonder boy thompson and all these guys <laughs> So I was talking to him a little bit, and he's just, we were talking about, you know, whatever. I was saying, yeah, I started the Peloton about three years ago, and I do it. It's in stone. It's in stone every morning. And he goes, what it is, is he's like, you're. you're it goes from discipline to creating habits. So you create these yeah. good habits, and then it becomes natural. And it's the same thing in a shop. I, I, the, if I came into the shop not knowing what to do, I would be crippled with indecision. Yeah. And I would spiral into depression within the day. Easy. Like, sure. spiral into, I'm a piece of total garbage. If I right. wasn't 100% prepared to know what needs to be done before lunch, what needs to be done after lunch, what needs to be done by Friday, I have to be super... My wife went, uh, just left. I just took her to the airport. She went to go visit our daughter for parents' weekend. We can't afford mm-hmm. for all of us to go because fucking california you know so i so she said well, what are you gonna do all weekend and i had a list of things i got a list that i'm gonna be so goddamn busy and so heartbroken that i'm not gonna see my kid but happy that they're all together but i wrote a yep. list of all the stuff i want to get done this weekend you know and just you have to do that that's the way to be more efficient
1: there's a really great book called atomic habits and basically it, it talks about that uh it, it, and it's breaking down things long-term goals uh, breaking them down into shorter-term goals, as well as um, it, talking about how you're creating habits, and, and it's hard to, if you have to exert that mental capacity every single day. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of energy. It's a lot of mental energy. And but by doing them a little bit at a time and maintaining consistency, you don't have to exert kind of like those that executive uh, function of your brain to, to actually think about motivating yourself to do it. Right. You just fucking do it. I just you don't, don't understand.
0: I don't I also don't understand how people don't translate all their talents and their energies into, Out, uh, they don't take it out of the shop and bring it home. Like how come you're not, you should be doing the shit at, when you get to that point, how you should be doing the shit with your life. You know, that's, that's, that's yeah. the one thing that's what I try to do. And, uh, you know, whatever I, I think if I think the most important thing is repetitions and I think that give yourself a break and the fact is that uh, time is time is you know people want to get fast fast but you don't know until you know you know and, and it's like it just, you just get better over time and you have to appreciate that speaking of appreciating things you got to spend time in uh, broadbeck Ironworks 10 how is that
1: how are the broadbeck guys Broadbeck guys were great it was cool to see Ben uh Ben C. Chris was there uh Ryan Broadbeck was there uh they had a couple more I'm sorry I don't remember the rest of the crew that was there <laughs> helping out um but it was good to hang out with them the first night actually after what was it was at the end of Friday night I spent the rest of the evening just kind of hanging out in the tent bullshitting with those guys for the most part um And uh, it was good. It was good to see them and catch up and see some of the things, the improvements they've made, or kind of—I don't know if they're improvements—but kind of like some of the modifications they've made to some of the machines. They have like a fine-tuning little gizmo uh, that goes up by the course tuning for the tracking. Um, uh, Yeah, and just you know, using the machines are really exciting. It's good, and they have some new tools that they're coming out with. I heard. I'm I'm excited to to put to work. Um, and And try out myself, um, but yeah they they 're great guys, and, you know the broadback machines are made by makers for makers they they 're a really versatile machine to have in the shop. I think they 're especially well suited for somebody who 's honestly got limited space um or maybe even a limited budget. you know you can 't afford to buy f- even three or four different machines. You can get them all in one in your broadback. Uh, you can have your grinder. You can have a surface grinder. You can have a buffing machine all in, and the disc sander all in one machine. Uh, and if you go to Broadbeck Ironworks, uh, I believe the deal right now is still Knife Talk 10, right? Yep. It's Knife Talk 10. When you go to check out on any of the tool arms, any of the grinder packages, any of the extra equipment they got, even their leather sewing machines, um, and they will save you 10%. So, again, go to Broadback Ironworks, and when you go to check out, um, make sure you put in Knife Talk ten to save yourself ten percent.
0: Shout out to Ben Seacrest. He sent me a T-shirt. Thank you, Ben. I forgot to nice. send you a message. I really appreciate that. It was very nice of you. Fiery Ice and Forge. Fiery Ice Forge. It's another T-shirt I didn't get. Oh shit! I'm bringing them all. I'm bringing them all in. I, I should have given Don't you. Don't stop. One. Keep keep bringing them. What other see, who, else? who else gave me a T-shirt? Who else is shorting me? No, I'm just joking. Who else gave me a T-shirt? I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, what did you get the chance to use the uh, the Coal Ironworks power hammer?
1: I did not. Did you? Yes. Okay. And
0: Let's hear it. I like those guys very much and this is obviously we're just talking about it. I got to use their prototype. It is got so much potential and they're yeah. working out the kinks. They they've been dragging that fucking thing all from quad state to maker camp and it's got right. 35 <laughs> hours worth of use on it. It's they got to work some kinks out, but this is going to be this is very close to being an American, a really great American power hammer it's close yeah, it's close it's, cool. it's very close so yeah. i was that was fun to work on it looks great by the way looks yeah. great they got to work some kinks out but it's very uh, it's very uh it's very exciting so
1: uh, other highlights people we saw that i was excited to see chad as always from ManCrafting.
0: chad uh, i didn't we... get to see chad from ManCrafting. what i didn't get to see chad
1: He's all the way up from
0: Georgia. Yeah. Oh, Good old Chad. Chad for mancraft. Shit. He's like break his balls a little bit. He doesn't sound like that. What are you what do you doing? I don't know. It's voice? just it's the mancrafting <laughs> just thing. Say Chad? But he says the mancrafting thing. I was just like, how about everybody else? Was it just for men? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't know, remember that by men and it was there's all oh, sorts yeah. of, I was just like at one time I said to him years ago, I love Chad. I'm with you, Chad. I didn't even listen to this anyway. And I love Chad, and I said to him, well, "How about you get it? Maybe there's some other people who want to be. Why is it just for men this crafting thing?" And he goes, "Nope, it's going to be man crafting." I'm like, "All right, God bless you, God bless you, Chad, love you, Chad." And then, of
1: course, you know Cliff and John oh, and the other dude, guys. Those guys were hilarious. Forge. and oh. also what? There were a few Brits there, and the one guy was all the way from what Norway? Steve. Oh, that was uh, uh that was our man. Rasmus. Rasmus.
0: Yep. But uh Steve House and um Joe, Joe Garnett. Those two guys are fucking that's Thornwood Forge. Those two guys are awesome. I they yeah. Joe is literally like the British version of Cliff Dufton, but he's yoked. He's fucking yoked. Yeah, he's like a
1: fucking he's so
0: talented. He is so goddamn yoked. It's just like he's got that kind of there's this body type. I think it's like this Liam Hoffman body type where it's all like <laughs> orangutan from the neck down and this long neck with his little head but it's like it's like a orangutan body and Joe is awesome but here's the best part the best part Jesus. was we was it was there was so much rain in the in the, there was so much you know mud and stuff like that Steve house moonshine Metalwork, you gotta be you can't beat that guy he says he says to to the guys he says, he says to John and me, and he's like, can we use the forge and do a little demo and we're like, yeah, What the? F- we don't care. It was like, there was literally like an inch of water. So we was like, yeah, go ahead. We love those guys. Yeah. And I'm sitting there on, I'm sitting on high ground with John, and we're just bullshitting, waiting for the you, know, the, you know, waiting for the rain to stop, waiting for everything. And they're slogging around in the mud. And all of a sudden, uh, they're doing these little blacksmith knives, and right. um, Joe does, he does, starts to dick tong. He starts to do dick tong, and if you don't know what dick tong is, he got his material in the, in the, in the, in the tongs. And it's it, the 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 face of the anvil is level to your crotch, and you got the you got the tongs under his legs while he's got a he's got a punch and he's got he's, so he's using hammer and a, and a, and, and, and hand, a hammer and a a punch and in in one a hammer in one hand a punch in the other, and then he got his he got his tongs under his nuts, and in I mean in unison in unison sunset and i go he started yelling dick Tongs." i mean it was like it was like it was as if it was as if we practiced it was like three two one dick Tong. we both started yelling about dick Tonging, and then he gave a thrust which was even better it's a good <laughs> old. Oh, i love those guys so yeah it was good
1: you so, you had a nice little high re- highlight reel that you posted i did, right have, a nice oh, I did okay. have a nice highlight re- reel i did have a nice
0: highlight reel and i had a good time and and i had a good time and the food was great and will Shear was awesome and oh my god yeah Awesome. I blew off podcast I blew off running a I blew off uh, Mark uh, Mark Adams on he listens to this I have access. he and I both blew off doing a panel discussion and I'm gonna blame him frankly and I'm gonna blame <laughs> okay. him I'll tell you why we were supposed to do a panel discussion he and we worked out this thing have. we did one last year and this year we we're gonna do it but the, with the rain and everything it was just like I'm thinking it's just gonna be such a pain in the ass and he kind of hobbles over towards me at the kind of towards the evening. We're working and we're trying to get we we lost a couple hours because of all the rain. Yeah. He comes up and he goes, Oh, my back's killing me. Oh, and man. I immediately go, Okay, let's call off the panel discussion. He goes, Okay, no problem. So I immediately <laughs> so so then so then this guy, our for my friend Mark, who takes the he takes the best pictures ever. The best. Takes the best picture. He, he ain't gonna get much better than Mark. No. He he writes to the group. Writes to the group after uh, he writes to the group. Uh, Jeff can't do the panel discussion. He's getting a spray tan. He's getting a he's getting a spray tan. He's getting a spray tan. So I left it alone. Oh, I'm not gonna. God. I don't think anyone was too sad about it. I said, you know, but the here's the funny part. Okay. I know for a fact that the, when he leads in the conversation with my back hurts, that's immediately his unconscious is telling me, ah, oh, maybe you should relax. Don't worry about it. Don't You know, do your thing. Yeah, it was his fault. It's his fault we didn't do the discussion.
1: I see. But he was blaming you. And he <laughs> yeah, he's blaming me. <laughs> but, but you
0: know what the funny part was? It was really me. But I'm blaming him. <laughs> It was me, but I'm blaming him. I'm blaming him. Mark Adams, pictures, guys. Go get yourself some of that. So we have questions. We also have listener feedback. Yeah, let's do the feedback. All right, we have them. good listener feedback. Yeah. Um, Rob McKinnon says, hey, guys. Oh, so if you guys want to reach out and be involved with uh, listener feedback or, or questions or anything... You go to Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram and we shoot us a DM, and I don't save them. I don't save the questions. We have to like, I get rid of them. So don't you know? Like I know JD Eiler says to me, he's like, "Oh, well, we need to read last week's." I erased it already, JD. (laughs) Don't worry about it. It's all over. It's over. All right. So Rob McKinnon says, "Hey guys, I have an idea. Do you have a uh, do you have a list of makers that are in need of support? Maybe a new maker, a young guy or a gal who needs tooling." Getting started and can it's getting started can be expensive. My idea is this as we further in our making career, we upgrade tools. Um, though our old ones are still okay to use and work well, they've been retired. I would rather send them to a needed maker and bless them mm-hmm. than sell it on Craigslist. What are your thoughts? We could call it Craigslist or Jeff's List or Mareko's list, just an idea. <laughs> I have a ten inch wood bandsaw that we could use a home. Thanks and appreciate what you guys wow. do. He's a good dude. He's a good dude a new
1: page called hand me down for you should figure something out. I'll tell you what I wrote
0: back to him And I appreciate it. He's a great guy. Great. Yeah. Great guy. He does these beautiful uh, Knives for all oh, these hunting knives there. He the way he does the scales You definitely go give Rob McKibben a, a It's very they're very unique and they're They're very They're very nice uh, I said to him like we can't be responsible for one more thing. <laughs>
1: that's, that's really what it comes down to is
0: I cannot do, I cannot handle the interactions of one more thing. Not one more thing. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. all of a sudden we got this guy, maybe this guy got his, what he wanted, but then he's selling it and you're, somebody's took Jeff, you got to talk to him because now he's getting his free thing and he's selling it. And that's not the, I can't get involved with that. It's just, it's, it's a great thought. I think it's a great idea. I know Brian and the work for podcast guys did something like that for this young kid, but you know, it's a great idea, but um, I'm useless in this situation. I I can't, I can't be managing anything. It it sounds like
1: a prime opportunity for a Facebook group. And I say that because um, there's this uh, association called the buy nothing group and they have, they're all over the country and basically it's people and they're split up. Like just even within my city of Olympia, there's like Five or six different buy nothing groups and basically you sign up for the group that is the neighborhood that you live in or kind of like the area that you live in and you uh, people are putting stuff up and we've got tons of stuff off of there that's been really helpful and useful and it's just like it's people you know they got something they want that they don't need anymore it's still useful just they they got to get rid of it and they put it up in the thing and sometimes they just give it to the first person who says what uh, that they're interested, or um, they like if several people say express interest, then they do a random draw. Uh, and then they coordinate from there to do a pickup or drop off. But obviously, if this is like a na- uh, you know across even just the United States, then this would be a, a thing where you know you you decide who you're going to give it to, but then outside of that you have to figure out how the, how the hell you're going to get it sent from Florida up to Washington State or vice versa. Rob's all, list, all over the place.
0: Rob's list, Rob's list Rob's on list. Facebook. Rob, this is, this is your golden opportunity to start a Facebook group. Ugh, you I mean I mean, I can't think of, I mean, that, can't think of anything worse, <laughs> frankly. No offense. It's such a, a pure idea. And all I can think
1: of is, oh, that sounds <laughs> like a lot of work. That sounds no, like no, a lot no. of work. It, So the, the by-nothing groups are actually really simple. Like, you, you start the group, and then people sign up. And I think the hardest part, honestly, is, like, somebody has to go through and do the approvals of oh, these people that are coming God. Out. But, I told yeah, you no it's fine you got plenty on your plate so do I but I think this is a great opportunity for somebody to do something like that it's very very straightforward who has a little bit of extra time to be basically give the thumbs up to all these different fucking people that join the group it's a and great at a certain idea point it'll pl- plateau and then people are just you know if they got something to get rid of or don't use anymore or don't need they think post it on there and
0: great idea Gon- Gonzo great idea <laughs> next is do you meet Cuddy Knives at Maker Camp Yeah, Joyce. Joyce. Hey, guys. This is from Cutty Knives. She was very nice. I suppose this is less of a question and more of a note. I just wanted to say how sweet it was to meet you both this weekend at Maker Camp. First time goer, first time cooking for 500 people. Yeah, she was helping cook those. Awesome chickens! Those are the yeah. best goddamn chickens I ever had. Chicken ribs. She was there for the smash burgers too. I didn't get the smash. I was too late for that. But uh, I got the chick. The chicken was outstanding. It's too I yeah. uh, really uh, uh, the moments spent with you all. This community has really touched my heart and my spirit. I felt safe, understood, welcome, and included. Uh, in the busyness of life, I hope you all take moments throughout the day and week to stop talking, uh, to stop, that, to stop <laughs> to and remember. <laughs> yeah, to stop and remember how incredibly gifted you are, and how admi- mm. how admired you all are as makers and people. Not everyone can make the marks on the world like craftspeople. What uh, what we create lives on well beyond us, along with the stories that follow. And this weekend reminded me of how special and important our purpose is. Cheers to the makers, Joyce.
1: Her, uh, she's super talented. She does a lot of work with uh, Raising Copper. She does do some knife work. And she's doing actually some really nice, clean uh, work. Uh, But K-U-T-T-Y knives. Right. Go check her out. Um, She's pretty awesome. But you got got a chance to spend some time chatting with her.
0: I chalk with her a little bit. Yeah, we had a nice conversation. She's uh, terrific. Uh, Scotty Dysart says, Hey dudes, so I have an hour drive each way to work, and your show only gets me... Part back at home. Good Let me read that again. So I have an hour half I have an hour drive each way to work and your show only gets me part back halfway. Uh, so you need to tell more dick jokes or impart more knowledge, either is fine, ha. I started listening to another maker <laughs> podcast and it just to fill the gap in my drive. And after your podcast, it's just not up to par. You guys are by <laughs> far number one. Scotty. I'll take it. We're, Scott, we're with you. You're right, Scott. You are right. right, Scott. I I would never tell you you're wrong in the situation. You are right, 100%. <laughs> we are number one. Uh, Wilder Knives of Alaska, our friend says, our, pad, our podcast str- game has got to be strange on your side. People, oh, this was because we talked last week about, or to a uh, last episode about that guy who was mad at me for. I think you have an update oh, yeah. on that. I think you have an update on that guy. We'll, we'll oh, talk. about yeah. Yeah, but be vague. <laughs> well, be vague. <laughs> so the podcast game has got to be strange on your side. People listen to you every week, and they feel like they know you, and then they treat you like good buddies and ask crazy questions or post cruise stuff on your business page. And don't think for the fact that as listeners, we're all complete strangers. You guys don't know uh, You guys don't know us even a little bit. You're truly and just another stranger. Signed, Barry McCockiner. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, uh, go ahead. So last just a setup, so last week we got anonymous. Yeah. I basically made it anonymous. Basically this this guy was just like, you start a po- how does a guy start a podcast? He's a public guy and he won't answer my questions or he makes me feel like shit. And I just assumed <laughs> I assumed I assumed he was referring to me, but I might be wrong.
1: <laughs> Based on that laugh, you know it was you.
0: I know it was me, but it could have been you. Now <laughs> You got a fucking me. message from
1: the guy too. And then, yeah, before that episode even aired, I got a message from that guy asking, asking a question that's like, bro, there's a website called Google, and it really helps a lot.
0: And you can send it to Knife Talk. Don't send it to a, Don't send knife-making questions to yeah, Knife actually, Talk. If you listen you know to this what? goddamn podcast, send it here.
1: We're gonna exactly. We're what gonna be fuck? psyched. We're gonna be psyched to answer it. You're and uh, he's helping the show. He's helping himself. He's helping the audience. You know, there, there's a lot more. I think. I think he's. Uh, he, he's trying to keep the information to himself. Maybe he's. A, he's one of those gatekeepers. Maybe
0: look he wants some it, look and then and then uh, and then Wilder Velasquez says uh, uh, PS some of these listeners really need to figure out the innuendo names haha ha, some of them are a real stretch <laughs> so yes guys <laughs> yeah, some of some you of guys some of you guys are really like giving the the, the bottom of the barrel bottom of the barrel uh, uh, Naughty names. Uh, Trevor Trevor Berg says, regarding the latest episode, my high school, oh, we were talking about this guy uh, This guy up in Vancouver who wanted to do a bladesmithing class in the school. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. He wanted to do a bladesmithing class and wanted, wanted, wanted what, what, what we thought. And he and so Trevor says, my high school in Orange County is one of the last in C- California to have a welding slash metal shop program in the state with full arc welding, MIG welding, TIG welding, oxyacetylene. And so. Um, we did have to take a month of a two month safety course prior to any shop work taking, uh, taking place. So you knew every situation that could be potentially dangerous beforehand and no major accidents that ever occurred in the four years I was there. I took welding for two periods a day, all four years of high school, which led me into aerospace welding right out of high school. Uh, It was so cool to hear some, something relatable on the podcast since I'm not a knife maker. Keep up the awesome conversation and the dick jokes. (laughs) Yeah, Trevor, Probably. yeah, tre- I wasn't, I really was not, I wasn't surprised, but I always was, had thought that, that all these uh, metal shops were basically, and art classes and woodworking classes in high schools were canceled. And I can't, you know, when I say canceled, I mean like just cut out. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, and especially around here in Washington, um, we, you know, we got a lot of agriculture and so there are actually some of the high schools are more geared towards ag- agriculture. There right. are schools up north, maybe 30 minutes north, that in part of their high school curriculum is more geared towards um, industrial machining and stuff like that. And so they offer these. It's, it's interesting. You can, based on what your kid might potentially be in, they can get a head start doing some of those trades. Um, in high school, before they even get out, like this kid's talking about, you went straight into aerospace.
0: That's Which unbelievable. Pretty, Can you imagine?
1: Pretty fucking impressive. Can you imagine that's, going that's straight
0: amazing. into uh, straight into aerospace from high school? Oh my god, that'd be, <laughs> It'd be like be kind I of mean,
1: weird because you walk in nineteen years old and you're surrounded by like late 30s 40s year old dudes <laughs> yeah doing the same work i don't think he started welding
0: right out of, i think that he Why was not? Like, yeah.
1: he was uh, i think that, that much welding over the last four yeah, years
0: yeah but it's not certified you know like you, there's no so, if he doesn't have certifications and stuff like that he was probably getting coffee for the first <laughs> while so
1: the schools do pull in people to come and offer they have cert days and really or, they can go over to a local community college where we have a welding course uh, as, long as, as well as like auto tech and all that. Oh, kind of yeah. Stuff. And they can, they can, as high school students, go and take the test and they can get their certs before they even graduate high school. Dude. You don't have to be a certain age. You have to be able to do the work. That's, if you can get
0: certifica- welding
1: certifications
0: early, oh my God, it's just like cashing checks and cracking yeah. necks. You know what I'm
1: saying? <laughs> Cashing checks and cracking necks. I mean, That's you are fucking people up. You, you, if you can, <laughs> if you can
0: fucking get some welding certifications out of high school, you ain't getting the coffee, bitch. You get the coffee. No. You get the coffee, bitch. I got the. I'm 19 <laughs> of my welding certifications. Get steppin'.
1: Yeah. And if- well, honestly, to, to take it back to Maker Camp again, that's one of the things I really love about Maker Camp. My kid's only seven, but the Maker Camp really exposes him to all these various disciplines yeah. and crafts and skills that, you know, especially at seven years old, you don't know what people are doing in the world. But the earlier you can be exposed to those, the more opportunities to find the thing that really jives with you or that you really connect with are better. They and A lot Lincoln, of us don't start doing that until after we get out of high school. We're like we're like eighteen, nineteen, seventeen years old before we even start exploring that shit. They Possibly had Lincoln, even older. They
0: had Lincoln Electric teaching welding, welding yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, no, I did that's that's the getting those early opportunities. And I, I had uh, Stephanie Hoffman from uh, she was one of the judges from. Metal shop masters on full blast, right. and she's very involved with the American Welding Society. And she says that you know they go to events, and then they'll have a mobile welding truck, and they'll and then they give these they give classes, and they'll they'll teach right. people. They'll do races, yeah. they'll do welding races and stuff like that, like how or or you know like who's does a better job, and they have competitions. And she says she says welding is like people are so far more involved with the aws which is pretty cool so yeah, yeah. any opportunity to, to to do that but can uh, you imagine working in aerospace that'd be pretty slick i bet you bet he's got like a really slick mug i think like his mug fucking <laughs> rules i th- I bet his mug has got like rivets and shit on it and it's like a looks like one just of keep them, adding to it one, like it's like it looks like one of them steel. like the when you look out of a window on on one of those airplanes and it's got all those mm-hmm. rivets all over the place I'll tell you what doesn't have rivets, Damasteel. And if you go to damasteel.se and check out what the fuss is about, you put promo code Knife Talk in, you get 10% off. And uh, let me just tell you this. The DCI Invitational is going to be a lot of fun, and the the Knife Talk Build-Along is going to be a lot of fun. And you still have a lot of chance. You can submit pictures for the Knife Talk Build-Along by November 10th. Go send it to uh, Damasteel. Go follow him on Instagram and go to Damasteel.se, or you can follow him on Instagram at Damasteel uh, A B. Damasteel A B. Craig says Damasteel Lab because he and someone got mad and he, that made him want to do it even more. So <laughs> Damasteel.ab. I think that's what it is. But definitely join us in November. We're gonna do the Damasteel uh, invitational and that can be fun too. I got a couple more feedbacks. I got a lot of feedbacks actually. The Alpha Forge works. He's a good dude. I had, he he was down in Johnstown with me. Uh, he says, I absolutely love the show and the humor. I totally emphasize with the listener from a couple weeks ago that almost slipped in the shower. This guy said he slipped in the shower, he's laughing so hard, slipped in the shower while he was lathering up his balls. That he had to tell us that part too. So Alpha says more than one time you said something so funny I nearly drove off the road while I too was lathering my balls. Keep up the good work. Sincerely. <laughs> all right. Here's, this is this is this might be the end of all the names. So okay. capital S, second d- dot, second word is UGG, and then this last name is Madick. So it's Sug Dick. So congratulations, Alpha. I think you killed this motherfucker. You put the nail in the coffin for the fake names. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we can go back to questions or
1: whatever. Uh, you, did you say you had dilemmas or no?
0: I don't. I, there are dilemmas. Okay. I want to slip some dilemmas in uh, somewhere else. Okay. Uh, I do have a oh boy. There's a P story here from Plumly Knives. This is an old oh, one. Boy. I, didn, I forgot this one. There's a here's a weird P story, which is a strange way to start a conversation. I don't even know where we were t- we we're talking about it. <laughs> He says, I had, th- I had a diabetes doctor that asked me one time if I ever knew how they tested to see if people had diabetes back before modern technology. He oh goes God. on to tell me that he, they used to freeze the person's pee and then the doctor would lick it to see if it was sweet or not. There's no there's no way. That's not possible. Oh, Supposedly God. people's bodies don't have that di- people's bodies that don't have diabetes will use every bit of sugar in their body while diabetics have no way to use it so their body expels it through their pee. My doctor thought it was the coolest thing and I switched doctors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's the, that's the right thing to do because <laughs> next thing you know. <laughs> I mean
1: I that sounds fucking crazy it sounds like the doctor likes to just do that for you. yeah I mean, by the, the way if you happen to be interested we can get this set up right yeah here. let's bring back
0: the old school ways i got a. I got one of them with them oh my one of God. those bed bath and beyond popsicle trays <laughs> <laughs> we' we'll, we'll freeze some wee wee and then we'll make a popsicle
1: uh, yeah 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 that's a good one yes. uh, yeah I can't s- remember what that was in
0: I don't know. Do. us talking about pee, it could be anything. We have no yeah. idea. I we've talked about pee before a lot. <laughs> Wieners, all that stuff. I'm with you.
1: All right, so we can go back to questions. Yeah, let's go back to questions. We got one here from Crown and Cutlass Custom Knives. Uh, just a couple random questions. What's Oh, what people I didn't are like taking advantages. People are taking advantages this. That's uh, fine. One question, three three. We can handle reasons. it
0: we can handle it better uh, first,
1: than the peeing in the popsicles uh, first one says uh, or it's, uh, first one is first off do you still do a file test after quenching blades uh, even though you use a heat treating kiln and secondly is it still que- uh, sorry is it still concerned free hand grinding considered. if
0: you're using what? still considered free hand grinding
1: what did I say? concerned oh Jesus Christ that's alright okay <laughs> sorry is it still considered freehand grinding if you if you're using a work rest uh, so first question what do you think are you still doing file checks uh, after heat treating in a kiln I usually use
0: ah. Uh, sometimes it's nice to see if it's a little skates a little bit I mean I don't do it I don't normally do it I, I back in the day I used to flex the knives, and if they bent, the I used to okay. flex the knives, and if they bent, that was kind of more of a. If they bent and stayed bent, that was more of a problem for me. Okay, um, I hit them with the file, but every 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 tenth knife, especially if I'm doing batches. If I'm doing a batch, I'll usually Rockwell test a couple of them just to see if I'm you know they're they're the, they're right. You got so, one of
1: those Rockwell testers?
0: I got one from my man Chris Cash. I'm with I mean, Chris Chris um Chris fancy. Zepp. I'm going to see Chris Zepp this weekend and I'm buying another tool we'll talk oh, about Oh man, I miss show. him at Maker Camp. Dude, he was working his ass off at Lincoln. Yeah. And the only time I talked love. to him a couple oh, days ago. he was ago.
1: over at the Lincoln. I didn't realize he was going to be there, honestly.
0: He was he's a sponsored by Lincoln, Lincoln and yeah. he was helping teach and all the him and Derek Vermaul and All these guys and all these guys are doing all the, and then Lucas, Lucas, and I don't know if Rob Roja was over there, but he's one of them guys too. And they were just, they were just, they were welding their brains out. Everyone was welding. I thought, if I had to teach welding all the time, I'd lose my fucking mind. I swear to God, I would literally <laughs> lose my mind. The smell and the back and the flipping of oh, the yeah. helmet and all that, I mean, forget it. All day long for two days, I'm out. What were we talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, file. Oh yeah. So I got a Rockwell the files, tester from yeah, the Chris Rockwell test, yeah. Zep, and I want to see. I got to see Zep this weekend for uh, another tool. I'm looking forward to something I've wanted for my whole life.
1: I got gotcha. you. I uh, so I don't, uh, and I also have a Rockwell tester. Uh, but I will say, when you're if you think you want to do honestly the file test or chisels or even use a Rockwell tester. Especially if you're doing uh, carbon steel that's been heat heat treated in in the open uh, air atmosphere inside the for or in kiln, Um, decarb is an issue. Um, Not necessarily that there might be forge or whatever scale that develops on the surface of the knife, but the the outer layer of the material is decarburized, so it lacks carbon. Content and therefore does not harden and so you have to get through that before you try to do your files test um, That is one of the big issues that I think a lot of people have with the whole file testing on Forge and fire um, is Because they were quenching a blade and then they pull it out once it was stopped smoking and stuff and they would do a skate test of a, a file test but the problem is um, potential one, there's decarb on the outside of the material, especially when you're heat treating out of a forge. But two, your material hasn't necessarily transformed into a hardened state, completely hardened state until it's reached like 200 degrees. So if it's if you've just finished quenching it, it could still in its black, it could still be 6-700 degrees. It's going to be soft as butter. You could bend that fucking thing in half and bend it right back. Um, it's that soft. And so you got to give it the time at needs to do the full transformation from austenite to martensite. And again, you got to get through that decarb layer to get a more accurate reading. Um, and then also, honestly, <laughs> if you're doing a harder use knife, a hard working knife, uh, like a hunter or a buoy or a camp knife or something like that, you're probably not actually going to heat treat it to uh, a hardness that is, uh, especially after tempering. Uh, but also, depending on your quench te- or your uh, your hardening or your austenitizing temperature. Anyways, uh it's not gonna end up necessarily being harder than that file. And so you still might not get an accurate reading. So the best thing you can do is either follow best practices, which are outlined quite clearly through doctor Laren Thomas's book, Knife Engineering, um, or get yourself some fancy and expensive equipment and get more accurate testing or have get somebody, make some friends, get somebody that who can might, who might be able to help you, um, and figure out a heat treating process and set up a bunch of coupons and go through, like keep, you gotta keep track of them, but heat treat them various ways, send them out, have them tested, and then base your heat treatment regimen off of that. Um, but a lot of people think that you can just heat treat a knife and go straight to the file and you can't, you gotta, you gotta do a little bit of work first before you get to the file. So you gotta sand some things off. You gotta remove some of that decarb, especially you know you're doing everything in the foil, so you're not really losing carbon content in the surface right. of, this, of the steel, so that's easy for you. But for anybody do, especially doing carbon, um, yeah, that there's gonna be a decarburized layer or skin on the outside of the steel on all surfaces um, after you heat, harden the blade um, that you gotta get through before you can do an accurate either file check or even um, or with the hardness tester, you got to get that that stuff off um, before you test it on the hardness tester.
0: You know what I would use to get that decarb off before oh, I've tested? I use some oh. RhinoWet, and I go to Texas Farrier Supply. I get some Indossa USA Rhino Wet. I get some 220. I get some 400. I get some 800. I get some whatever. Get some 60. Live a little. And you go to TexasFerrySupply.com, put in the promo code Talk 10 for 10% off all your Rhinoet, all the other stuff they have at Texas Ferry Supply, and you won't regret it. You won't regret it.
1: Good move.
0: What was the next question? What was the next second part of his question? I agree with you,
1: whatever you said on the heat treated. you know,
0: but I agree with you.
1: What was the second part? The second part is, uh, is it still considered freehand grinding if you're using a work rest? Uh, it's a technicality right there, my brother. Oh, by the way, you missed the fact
0: that he signed it Willie washes Cock." That's, <laughs> I mean, that's really bad that's really bad that was that was awful that was awful a stretch as awful crown and cutlass but uh, we're with you I mean you know what I, I was talking to I had Matt Stagmer on and he referred he would refer to he was just talking about sometimes I use a jig and sometimes I sometimes I do jigless grinding and I thought that's the expression we should be using jigless, jigless grinding it sounds great I was doing some <laughs> jigless grinding and uh, <clears throat> I don't use the work rest uh, we use the work rest if we're using a beveling jig tube to, to David will uh, kind of rough in some of the, some of the bevels and then I'll kind of mm-hmm. freehand it just because I feel more comfortable freehanding it. Yep. Um, I don't use the work rest, but I did for my, for my, uh, uh, disc grinder, I built a work rest only for my hands and it's, I didn't buy a work rest. So I didn't want a work rest to use, but I wanted to, uh, use the work rest to rest against not My work, but my hands. And it's because I, back in the day, I used to, when I was TIG welding or torch cutting, I started to use the techniques that a lot of sign makers use in regards to being re- resting while you're cutting or resting while mm. you're taking So mm. I made these ha- these ba- these movable ba- uh, like a bar that I could rest my forearm on, and then when I was doing a welder or was doing a f- torch cut, I would have a very straight line because I wasn't holding everything out in the space. So I right. did that for disc grinding, and I find myself a lot more comfortable when I'm up against the disc sander because I'm like my my forearms are resting against. A work rest, but I don't really give a shit. You you call it whatever. You're jiggless, not jiglist. Freehand, not freehand. I don't give a fuck. I don't
1: think anyone really cares. I mean, it. It. I, I would be curious why they why they care about freehand or not in the first place.
0: Do you know who cares about whether something's freehand or not? assholes care assholes care <laughs> that, i mean r- respect to you but i mean tr- trust me if you give a shit what the other guy's doing it ain't for you <laughs> i mean that's a that's some ticky tack you mind your own business bullshit you know yeah.
1: yeah honestly like you can freehand all day but if the knife in the geometry looks like shit i don't give a fuck that you freehanded it it's garbage and and so i i don't think there's anything wrong with uh with using jigs, with using the work rest, um, really what's most important is the finished product that you get out of right. it. And the, honestly, and you're again, being honest. like customer, customers don't really care either. It's like it's you know seeing how the sausage is made. They don't care. What they care about is that they have a high-quality thing, tool, that they can take into the kitchen or whatever, out into the woods and use properly that's got proper geometry uh, and has been ground really nicely and has a good look you know it's it's yeah so yeah it's just it's just, it's free like, hand not free hand jiggless. it's just jiggless. it's i like that jiggless.
0: once once in a while you'll see a facebook thread actually i i didn't accuse i suggested to nick rossi that you like to be subversive on facebook and he agreed he liked it he liked he likes to you know throw a bomb in the room you know he likes to get a little bit so some people get a little bit frosty and then they like to you know <laughs> But nobody cares. When it comes down to it, nobody cares. No, I've never once been asked by a customer, oh, did you use a jig or not? Who cares? It doesn't matter. You know, that's going to be the reason why you don't buy a knife or not.
1: Yeah. Um, and I guarantee, as, if, as long as I can do this work, I'm going to be doing it. And if I'm doing it when I'm 60, you, you're goddamn right, I'm probably going to be using jigs. I'm going to have all kinds of jigs and work rest yeah, setups. Yeah, of course. Because there's no way... Physically, I can do that anymore. Yes. I can still do great work, but I'm going to need the help and support of other tools.
0: There's no like you don't get like a you don't maybe you, you know so I was gonna say you don't get an award for working hard but I was just like yeah maybe you do <laughs> if you get like the you you yes you could probably get the uh, Bill Moran Jigless Award at, <laughs> <the> <laughs> Lifetime Achievement on Jigless Grinding Award at the ABS I'm gonna suggest that next time I'm over there you are gonna have good. the Bill Moran Jigless Grinding Award uh-huh. Lifetime Achievement you know. Fucking, come on. All right. I want to read this one last one, uh, okay. and we'll get to the laughter show. This yeah. is from Bremner Built Knives. This is a dilemma. You asked for a dilemma, there's a dilemma. Hey, guys. So I have such a, uh, I guess that this is sort of a question. I posted a picture of a knife recently. Finished. Um, re- I finished to show everyone my work, and, the, and I got a comment, and I know this guy personally, and the guy who said the comment said, I've been waiting a long time, then... Well, um, I've been waiting a long time. Then I posted a picture of one of my knives, and he says, "I want one just like this." Uh, and I've said it ten times. And this is on my uh, and this is on my post, so everyone sees. So he posts something, and this guy's just like, "I've said I want this knife. I want this knife. I ask you ten times." Uh, so I messaged him explaining that they take a long time to build, and I have a list of people ahead of him, and I also have a life and a family and a full-time job. Yeah. His reply to that was, Don't give me that bullshit. I've been waiting for I've been waiting forever for one of your knives, and this is bad for business. And all I could say is that basically he has to be more patient. So should I make this guy a knife or what would you guys do? Part of me wants to tell him to kick rocks. He doesn't seem to understand that there are other people that have been waiting, too, because that's how it hit the lists work. Am I in the wrong? It's stressing me out. Signed. This might be a bring back of a good... This is a good name. E-Norma-Stitz. Enormous tits. Good job, Bremner Belt Knives. So, what do you think? Well, I asked him for some more questions, and okay. I said oh. to him, I'm like, well, has money changed hands? And he goes, none. He says none. He says no money has changed hands. So hmm. I said, fuck him. <laughs> that's that's really what it comes down to. <laughs> but uh what do you think? End of conversation. I mean the conversation's so. over as far as
1: I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't I don't get where this sense of entitlement comes from. And it I I it sounds like this guy's stressed out about it. Um and honestly, don't carry that. That's not yours. This is this this problem, all this issue is all that guy's shit. It has nothing to do with you. If he wants to get a knife, he can go through whatever I'm sure you've outlined. Um, you know, either send him an email or maybe you don't have open books, but you can sign up for the newsletter. And so when the newsletter, like you can always direct them somewhere else. And maybe, so if you have a backlog of orders, it sounds like this guy's got a backlog of orders he's trying to work through and you're not, and your books are. Close potentially, then you just direct them to the newsletter. But it doesn't matter how, how many times that person shouts into the void, I want a knife, I want a knife, it doesn't fucking matter until that person follows through. Because like you've expressed, you know, people can't just shout onto your Instagram, I want I want one of those. Like they have to go through the pro- step the same for me. If you want one of my knives, you have to go through the steps. You don't just jump on the internet and say, "Hi, I'm interested." I actually have I have somebody that I also know who's done who's doing that to me. He's expressed interest in a knife, and I've said, "Cool, sounds great. Send me because I know this guy. I'm like, send me an email and we can start talking about something." He never sent me anything, and he's still jumps into some of my posts and he's like still want to get a knife been waiting a long time i'd love to get a knife i'm like bro you got to talk to me then you can't just keep chirping on my fucking social media yeah. that's and that's the worst yeah and so yeah i would i would definitely <laughs> did he say he knows this person is that yeah. what he said at the beginning he knows at the top him. of it That's that's potentially one of those lose my number situations. It, it's lose like... my number
0: for sure. There's a couple <laughs> things going on here. Number one is I had that experience. I talked about it. I remember a year ago, yeah. a guy said he wanted a knife years ago. We emailed him the price. Never heard back from him. And then I posted a knife on my social media somewhere, and I get liked and people notice it from from really good knife makers are like. Commenting mm-hmm. on it and I was on Facebook so they'll see the responses. You know, yeah. I got a lot of guys I respect in this industry Being gentle and nice yeah. and then this one guy goes That's really I can't believe you would make this without work making your the customers work that you owe first And I was like <laughs> what and I looked all over the place. Right. I couldn't find his order. I couldn't even find his name I called Tony up we to- we each tore the joint up so I sent him a DM and I said, "Did you did you put down a deposit or anything?" And he goes, "Oh no, I didn't." The what? I didn't. You're not my customer yet. I yeah. didn't make. How am I supposed to make you something? You didn't even. You and then it turns out anything. he never got the email. Who knows? He checked. <laughs> went to a spam folder. And he yeah. goes, "Well, send me another email." And this was for an oyster knife. And I, it was back and forth and back and forth. And I said, "I don't yeah. understand why you had to." Be so. If, if you read that, it makes me seem like I took your money and I didn't make it anything. And he goes, no. "Oh well, I could take that down." And then he's just like, "Well, send me another. Why don't you call me and send me call? You wanted me to call him. Like I'm not calling you. I'm not calling you after this." <laughs> and he goes, "And he goes, send me another email." I'm like, "No, no, we're done. We're done. This is a fucking for an oyster knife. This is all too much work." And he goes, "Oh well, that's how it's going to be." And I was just like. I have – that was the first guy I blocked on Facebook. And I was just like, wow. I, get, I give the Mareko Momasi smash, and I gave him the smash. <laughs> and it was, but at the same time, it's just like – I once, back in the day when in the restaurant game – I, uh, we had this. Uh, we had this awesome friend of mine who was the, who was a server, and she had a terrible table. A terrible table. And she came to the back and she she's. These people are so mean. I don't know what I should do. And I said, Well, if you if you think about it, and I'm I'm not giving any like advice. I'm thinking. I said, Imagine the fact that we're in New York City. We open our door to the public. You're gonna get thirty percent. Mean, how many people in the public are crazy? And yeah. they're ridiculous, and probably like 40%. And then, how many of when you open your doors to the public, how many of that percentage of them are you gonna get? Probably about 20 or 30% of crazy people are gonna come to that door. It's the same thing on with online. You're gonna yeah. get fucking 10 or 15% of wackos, and you just have to give them the wacko treatment. Put up or shut up. All you write is under his comment, you say, pay me or fuck you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's it pay me or shut your fucking mouth
1: yeah easy you done yeah you don't owe them anything even no. honestly a response you can yeah. you can block them i mean i don't know how well you know this person maybe you'll see them out in public somewhere but you know but we okay. get this a lot it's, none of that you, we, or we at get, least restrict the stuff they could see or do we get know this a lot sh- yeah well and you know what they should do that person should honestly go to to knife print Oh, they can get their you. own fucking knife Holy printed shit, out and make that you. fucker themselves. Look at you. Look how at does that you. work, Jeff? Can you um, tell me
0: more about that? Go to Knob. Go to, I, mean, I threw my paperwork. I thought you got it the whole thing. Go to knifeprint.com and you will learn how to do 3D Cat. Tell this guy, tell this Bremner enormous tits tell him tell this motherfucker to go to knife print and make his own fucking knife you go to knife print and, and it would for an idiot like this I'm sure it would be very easy they make this they make these programs for idiots and you don't even have to download anything I'm a moron like him could do it I bet he could with knife print makes it easy for morons knifeprint.com makes this so morons can make knives okay <laughs> so if this fucking asshole can make the knife you can use knife print and you can figure out 3d CAD and then you press the p- button and then they'll uh, some late water going to send you the product and you can see it in 3d and stuff like that this is what you should do you should tell this guy hey listen here's knifeprint.com they'll make it easy for idiots like you there you go, knifeprint.com. And that then Dennis the Tyrell, battery. who we met, we met Dennis Tyrell at Maker Maker, uh, Maker Fair, Maker Camp. He did a YouTube video, a masterclass YouTube video on how to use knifeprint.com. Mm-hmm. So definitely check out, knifeprint.com. Get yourself squared away. You know, idiot supply. I mean, you can do it. <laughs> I mean, they, they make it idiot proof.
1: That's got to be one of the best sponsor reads.
0: I mean, I've done better. I've done better, <laughs> but I tell you what, that is something that we get a lot of, which is my friends being a dick to me on on social. Media, they don't realize and our listeners do the same thing. They go onto our business page and they'll do bullshit. You know, it's like, you know, and then your customers are just like, well, what kind of wacko stuff? I don't understand why people would do that. I am a big fan of erasing things. I'll erase oh, sure, something. Yeah. And I would never, ever say or do anything that would try to potentially hurt a friend of mine. There's been times where I've wanted to write something silly on somebody's thing. And then I've gone out of my way to to step back and say, I don't want to be the person that might affect this person's business. Hmm. You know?
1: Because it's like... You know, I, you know what I do instead? Block. No, no, no. I, oh. I message that person. Directly with my comment. <laughs> oh, I. <that's laughs> if I too really much. feel so that compelled to say something to be silly or joke, make a joke. But yeah, I often do that instead of posting something ridiculous on somebody else's. I just feed. don't.
0: I just don't get it, and it happens a lot. And some people like it. Now there's this new trend now on YouTube where a lot of people are realizing that when trolls troll you in the comments, that runs up the numbers on your on your views, and it helps. So there are people who are courting this, you know, these terrible comments that I couldn't possibly handle. Not to mention, I just don't have the energy to deal with them. Sure. Oh, there's no way. I'd be fucking mortified. There was something happened. Somebody said something to me recently, and I responded in a curt manner. And I was, it. I thought about it for a very long time like way too long. I was walking the dogs with my wife and I was telling her about it and she's just like, "Uh, here it goes, you got the leech. (laughs) It's like a fucking Mm -hmm. leech and it like hooks into my brain and I can't stop thinking about it and it's so wasteful that I cannot get involved with any of that. I'd be pissed. I did, one time there was a guy who wouldn't shut up and we, and I, and he was talking, talking, talking and I said to Tony, this is what he wants, send him a bill if he pays then we'll make it he fucking paid so it was just like all right well, that's <laughs> the way to go so there you go should we do that's it so. head to the after show yeah let's do it we did everything guys listen listen knife talk motherfuckers we were away <laughs> for a week it's okay don't worry we'll be back guys we're gonna see you next week on knife talk <laughs> right. that's it that's it I'm getting a tool this weekend. I am so happy about. It's so not nice. Are you going down to Zep's for? I'm going to Zep. I'm going to see Zep on Saturday. It's his birthday this. Chris Zep is one of the greatest. MakeEverythingShop.com. And motherfucker is one of the greatest guys. I was on the phone with him, and he's just salt of the earth, Long Island, good dude, smart. He's just everything about. It. He got a new baby. He's just a dying, oh like nice. A, good for him. Got a great kid. Got a uh, his new daughter. And uh, he's just awesome. So I'm talking on the phone with him, and he was. Um, we were talking about Maker Camp and stuff like that, and he was telling me he was going to bring some tools up. He just didn't the time. And mm-hmm. he was telling me what he had, and he said, "I got a Hosfeld bender. You know what a Hosfeld
1: bender is? No. Oh, these goddamn oh, oh, things! Oh, is it it's like, like a. Is it a three-wheel rolling thing?
0: Well, it's it's like the it's a bar. Okay. And then there are pins in the bar, and okay. then there's an arm that swivels, and then you basically. I'm doing I'm not explaining very well, but you put a piece of steel in one end and then you pull the bar, the bar spins and you can make rings or you can make
1: bends or you can make Yeah. I've seen those in blacksmith shops.
0: Die had one we had one in the Center for Mental Arts I love it. and I remember years of me using it for we had to bend we had to bend for temp we had to make templates and we were using the we were using the Haasfeld and he says to me Yeah I had this Hosfelt I was gonna sell and I said oh, how much do you want for it? And he gave me a price. He was like, I'll be down on Saturday. So I'm I'm fucking oh, going to go pick this goddamn price. thing up. I'm so excited. It has nothing to do with knife making, but I always <laughs> said to myself... <laughs> well, this is for wa-
1: your side job, your railing job.
0: I don't want to do it for railings, <laughs> but I want to I want to bend it. And I'll tell you another thing. We were talking about uh, inspiration not too long ago. My sister curated this incredible art show. And I got so goddamn inspired by the work. This is a woman, or this a woman sculptor. She had done some work with uh, uh, Andy Warhol and all these guys. And she, the body of work was so great to be able to see her work from beginning to oh, wow. to ten now. And I got so inspired to make sculpture that my wife and the kid her away. My wife's going to visit. The kid, I'm making sculpture this weekend. I'm fucking carving a giant sculpture. I am so goddamn excited. I was inspired to work on my sculpture. I'm fucking pumped. I got you. And that's inspiration. Be inspired to work on your own shit. Be so, careful with that chainsaw. Bit. I knock. I didn't get. It. I didn't get it. I almost got it. I thought that's just what Hillary needs is to, need, to get a call. Get a call from the emergency room as I cut my fucking wiener off or something with that. I didn't get it. I I used the uh, so I laminated all this wood together. I'll probably put it on Jeff Vader on Instagram. Okay. I land all this wood together. I got my bandsaw fixed. I got all these tables fixed and stuff like that. And oh, nice. I'm going to stand it up. I'm going to carve it with a... I usually rough it all out with a, a tiger saw, like a reciprocating tiger saw. Okay. And then okay. I'll hit it up with... Uh, I, have a, uh, I have a few different tools I'll use. I'm going
1: old school, man. I'm super pumped. Super I duper see. pumped. So you're, build- you're going to cut the layers before you build them up? I
0: already pre-cut the layers and I glued them all together so it's like a big it's it's like a roughed out block
1: yeah it's carved it's carved
0: six footer baby i'm doing doing a big sculpture i'm psyched i had to do a sculpture coming up and i figured i'd get my whistle whistle wet by doing some sculpture nice if you had all the money in the world Mm -hmm. and you didn't have to worry about bills what would you do what would i do yeah hmm what, what would make you happy?
1: What would make me happy? Um, I'd probably take a little break. I mean, I mean, I would probably, I don't know, I'd probably still work in the shop and futz around the shop, but there wouldn't be all the pressure. Yeah. And I could, uh, you know, i can, when I go into the shop, I can kind of go in there from a place of playing yeah. rather than a place of obligation. Right. Uh, I would do a lot more work with playing with some of these mosaic Damascus patterns that uh, I have kind of floating around my head or in my my knife diaries, and uh, and I would probably do some traveling, eat some good food, uh, to take time. I think the the pro- what what that kind of wealth could or that you know not worrying about money creates is kind of freedom to not worry about money, right? And so yeah. I would definitely spend the time to uh be more active and fit and healthful for myself but also for my kid cuz you know I got to I got to be able to run around with that guy for right. at least another what like 15 20 years
0: 15 20 years you might not be one to run with you in 20 years not with me but
1: you know he'll be 18 in 11 years so I'm thinking, you know, 15 years, I got to be able to still have a little bit of that gusto (laughs) and pick up and go. So I got to do some work. So I'm in a better place to be able to do that. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I just spend time eh, with people I care about. And yeah, I I think life would be more about play and experimenting and I'd probably do work to like help others. I mean, actually, honestly, if, if money wasn't a problem, more of my knife work would go towards um supporting nonprofits right. or and shit like that cuz it's it's a unique way to be able to give back um, mm. to people.
0: I and, think about it you know, because yeah. I think to myself, cool. if yeah. I could just do anything, what would I do? I make fucking sculpture. You know what? Cuz the one thing is, I ha- I had when I was talking to Nick about it, Nick um Anderson, cuz he does a lot of glass blowing and he was a sculptor too. Yeah. One of the things about knife making that you don't get is you don't get the spontaneity that you do, well, at least the way I make sculpture. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of spontaneity. There's a lot of spontaneity in the sculpture, the aspects of sculpture. Sometimes I let things happen, and that's okay. okay. And yeah. this is, like, I got very, when I carved out this, this shape, I didn't sketch it out firsthand. I kind of roughed it out. I just, and this, this is, I like where it's going. I like where it's going. And it's, I'm, I'm allowing myself to be spontaneous. Can't do mm-hmm. that with knife making. It's so, right. everything is so critical in terms of, I mean, some people can get to a certain degree, but I do like the idea. I like making sculpture because let it happen. And something happens and then maybe that's going to inform me in the next one. Yeah. But so I don't I probably... get, you don't get that with knife making. Sure. Well. So, like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck, this, this could be wreck. I don't know what's going to happen. It could be totally different than my, the way I see it. I don't think it's going to be, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, well, and I think there's still a ton. I mean, I would love to learn uh, more blacksmithing techniques uh, and different like tool making, tongs, hammer. I mean, I've done a little bit of tong forging with Salem Straw, but I'd like to do have the freedom and the time to kind of explore that. Or honestly, more ideally, would be to work with somebody who has those skills and go learn from those people um, and develop those skills um not to necessarily do it all the time but just kind of add it to my like little repertoire you'd like it techniques oh i'm sure i'd love it and and glass blowing is another thing i'd love to do just travel and seeing like historical places i love history uh, and learning about different cultures and so doing doing more travel in that way would be a lot of fun there you go um cruise around and do more collaborative work with other maker friends um and, and then sell the stuff and everybody gets paid and, you know, just kind of have more fun. That sounds right like a now. good idea. You're getting there. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. And the way we've restructured the business is so that <clears throat> I can have a little bit more fun and freedom in the shop, but still get paid. Less and so, pressure. And that's working. Yeah. Let, a lot less p- pressure. That's good. And that really helps. But, I, I can see it in yeah.
0: your face in Maker Camp. You seem much more relaxed. That's good. All right. What are you I'll doing this you. weekend?
1: What's this weekend? Uh, let's see. The kid. Shit, I don't know. We. My my mom's been in town this last week, and actually today they're coming over for pizza dinner. Nice. So I'll be. Uh, we got some nice sunny weather. It's like cool sunny. Uh, it rained like this morning, but it's been dry the rest of the day, and so I'll be outside slinging pizzas and making some and just hanging out with them outside, which will be nice. Um, and then I'm trying to think what is happening this weekend. There's there's stuff happening. I just can't think of it off the top of my head in my brain. I, I I mean, just the f- second you tell me to think about something, my brain sometimes just completely shuts off. I just <laughs> part for- of the ADHD. I just
0: forgot oh, that same. my kid's high school swim coach okay. asked if I would cook pasta dinner for the team. Oh. So tonight oh. I have to go and prep. A la- I make a lasagna and then I'm going to heat it up. To- I'm going to cook it tomorrow.
1: Do you and, do the overnight lasagna where you let the noodles kind of soak in the juices? I'm and gonna. Stuff in the way?
0: I, what I'm gonna do is, I was just like, oh fuck, how do you say no? I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> she texted <laughs> me, she's so nice, and I've sure. and I and I, you know, last year I was just like, yeah, coach, if you ever need me to do the, you know, pasta dinner, oh, I've boy. done it like three three years in I a see. row, and then it's your fault. It's my fault, but there was part of me was just like part of me was just like I hope she forgets, but the yeah, the co captain said, you maybe Mr. fader would cook this pot, so we're doing a bu- So I was like, oh, Jesus Christ so I'm gonna
1: you're doing a catering gig, you're doing a private catering for right. a swim team right Perfect.
0: all right all right I'm gonna try to make a reel out of it so i um <laughs> I, I uh I'm psyched because I'm honestly I'm just kidding because these kids yeah. are great, and you yeah. know obviously my, my daughter's really happy that they asked me and so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna cook the noodles, I'm gonna cook the sauce, I'm gonna make the ricotta and spinach shit with the cheese and all that. And I'm gonna I'm <laughs> gonna cook delicious. this. I'm gonna <laughs> I mean it's gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be flip, but I'm gonna boil the noodles. I'm not doing that I'm I'm gonna boil the noodles and then I'm gonna oh, go I'm okay. gonna put all the layers together and I'm gonna put it in the refrigerator because I'm gonna bake it tomorrow. Yeah. You know, a couple hours before we gotta eat it. So, how many
1: pans do you do for i a, I'm a doing team?
0: one do you, giant pan with like four boxes of lasagna oh, this noodles. This is
1: like a hotel pan.
0: Yeah, it's a hotel wow. pan because I've yeah. I've cooked for them before, and I've brought over a hotel pan filled with um, with pasta. And not they never move. finish it off. And you know what my wife said to me today? She, I said, well, I hope it's enough. And she goes, well, they can go home and eat. And I was like, you know what? You got a good, you got a good point there, hell. That's why they pay you the big bucks. They can go home and eat too, you know. I'm like, all right, you're right, you're right. So so I got to do that tonight. And That's then okay. um, I like he that. said something that jogged my memory. I'm not 100% sure what it was. But I don't know. I'm going to, I got, I have, We well, got all sorts of shit to do. Ugh. I'm, I'm staying busy while everyone's gone, so.
1: Well, I think you're one of those people that would go crazy if they weren't staying busy.
0: I have, there's Same two sides group. of the family. One
1: that is like
0: doers and one side that uh, apparently there's this new expression called rotting. You know what, rotting?
1: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> it's like, what did you do today? Like no, ROT? ROT I as I just rot. I rot in, front of, in the couch
1: and running on the couch. Rotting
0: on the couch <laughs> and I and I know this, I know this of uh, certain people in my family and I it goes against every fiber of my being. So I will wake up early. I have a whole list of shit I got to do, and I will not miss. I'll pop Peloton, do everything I got to do. I'll get some work done. I'll go see Chris Zepp or do I'm supposed to have dinner with a friend of mine who might do a video for me. And uh, I, I have to be busy. I can't. I can't rot. Can't rot. Yeah, I'm against it. Time's running out, my man. Lord Time's running a out. Man, fifty. I'm gonna be fifty in a couple of weeks. A couple oh, of months. No. In a month or two couple months month and a half jesus
1: what do you uh, do for the big 50 nothing
0: uh, nothing uh, and i and uh we have a few friends are turning 50 we might have like a cocktail party down the rot line my wife's turning 50 and if christmas is good for fader knives fader knives is taking hillary and jeff on a combined 50th birthday at the beach somewhere maybe in the caribbean or something like that so Ooh. that's the that is the hope but i don't i don't feel like i need anything i don't want any gifts i don't want to go out for drinks i don't want to do anything i just want to keep going yeah you know? and i'm i'm saying it a lot because i'm trying to like accept it i'm accepting it and i'm
1: trying to own it so there we yeah. go are you accidentally aging yourself or are you saying i'm 50.
0: um i have i have said I have said I have used it in when I'm, when it's time to be funny I get you like I'm 50. I don't need this bullshit you know it's like that it's like you know and like uh, yeah. and uh, what was that lethal weapon who goes I'm too old for this shit He was like 35 when he said that I, now oh I'm, now I'm like I'm using I'm using I'm too old for this shit I'm saying I'm 50 I don't need this bullshit you know <laughs> I'm 50 years old. I'm not doing this so I am yes the answer is you're correct.
1: So. Are you going are to also be using like the whole half century stuff.
0: No, when no, like that's century. a fucking bar too far. That is a step. <laughs> that is a I cannot do, I can't that. I can, I can do some things, so but that is one step too far. Yeah. You're not doing that half century mm-hmm. bullshit. Ugh, now I'm depressed. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> here's, the, so, here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. I love Jesse Savage with all my heart. He's turning 52, and I, found out a couple years ago that he doesn't like it when I say that we're close in age and he doesn't like it that we're old and stuff like that. Oh, so right. when I'm he around him that. and other people, yeah. I talk about our birthday. <laughs> and he <laughs> doesn't like it at all. <laughs> so, yeah, he turned
1: 52. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'll be 40 next year. I don't,
0: oh, you're going to be 40 next year?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm completely indifferent. Yeah, you got 10, yeah, you years. Be 10 solid years on me.
0: You got to be indifferent. You got to be indifferent. You got to be indifferent. And you gotta be. Uh, you have
1: to. You have to tighten it up. That's it. That's, yeah. that's Tight, the best thing you can up, do. But yeah, in my head, I'm still like whatever thirty, yeah. early thirties or whatever. Yeah, yeah. just get and...
0: get used to it. It's a it's a turn. It's a turn.
1: a turn for the worse it is a turn. You <laughs> yeah. will notice. You will feel it. But yeah, for my birthdays anymore, I just want to. Uh, eat some good food, yeah, and, and spend time with people I care That's about. It. Actually, I'm I'm ready to stop doing presents even because I hate the whole like song and dance of, oh, like, I got you this present. And yeah. it's often it's, I'm just like, Ugh.
0: yeah. Well <laughs> wishes are nice. <laughs> well wishes are nice, but like you know, I know people who t- have to take their day off work for their birthday. It's just like, bro, you're not 13. You're not like 11. <laughs> like, well, you like, I knew kids growing up who had to leave, who had to not go to school on their birthday i'm like you are a pussy you are a pussy i don't go to work on my birthday you're a pussy that's what you are a pussy
1: i think i from the time i started working until i was about 24 25 i always worked on my birthday yeah normal i i i the re the only reason i had that birthday off was because i was working for bob Kramer at the time he's like you're not working tomorrow. I was like, "What? <laughs> still, You're not working?" Yeah, I guess he was going out of town for some reason. Anyways, too, and so he's like, "We're not working. We're not going to be in the shop. Take the day off." And I was like, "What the fuck? I don't even know what to do." I was like, "What do I do with my birthday? I don't know what to do on my birthday." There you go. I'm always working. So, anyways, yeah, there you go. Day.
0: I think we did it. I think we did
1: it. <laughs> Last thing I want to say,
0: guys, is, is there- if you want to support our boy Craig Lockwood, go pre-order his new CD the 355s on Instagram go check out the 355s they're figuring it out he will be back he's going through it but we're all with him you don't have to send him any messages you don't have to you want to you want to support him buy his fucking album go get yourself some of that 355s okay ladies and gentlemen Craig we're gonna see you next week I hope and uh, everybody it was great to see you Marekko was wonderful to see you and uh, we'll see you next week all right all right my brother I'll talk to you later